at any time during that were you like, I can't go yes, do this again? Yes, yes, yes. I'm not going to lie. Yes. Yeah. I did think, what have I done? Yeah. Like I, and I did, I did sort of think, oh, my God, how can I back out of this next one? Hey, Refam. My name's Kate and welcome back to Keeping It Real, the podcast exploring the highs and lows of recovery. Today, I'm joined by Regal Mainstay Gab. She's had six operations with us after losing a staggering 60 kilograms before her first consultory. We asked Gab to come on the podcast because unlike the other Regals we've interviewed, her healing journey wasn't all rainbows and butterflies. And we think it's important to show you the real scope of patient experiences. She tells us what made her recovery so tumultuous, why she ended up coming back for more surgery and what it was like to finally put herself first as the mum of five kids. Welcome, Gab. At this point, you're practically part of the furniture here. I think you've been, I was trying to scroll back to the beginning of your surgeries and I was like all through all the notes and everything. I kept scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, before we get into those though, I guess, what kind of kick-started your plastics journey or before that? Um, look, I think being a mum of five, I've always put the kids before me. Crazy. And I <laughs> resonate on that number, everybody. Yeah. Yeah. And I um, gained a lot of weight up and down through all my pregnancies. I've always been sort of on the heavier side. Um, and then sort of after probably my third, I just kept going up and up and up. Mm. Anyway, after my fifth, it sort of came to a point where I had to choose me above you know, everything else that was going on. And I was having a few health issues. So I went and saw a um, gastroenterologist for another reason. But then I ended up having a bypass um, as a result of that. Um, And so then went on um, to lose a lot of weight, Um, Mm. lost about 60 kilos through the bypass. Wow. That was insane like I just did not think that that was possible um and then yeah so I sort of had that bypass and then was left with all the the loose skin that went along with it I was I started off at like 150 kilos oh my goodness yeah and sort of got down to 90 and then my body just sort of stopped and it's like yeah that's enough yeah and then um yeah so yeah I did see that in your notes where like you Richard was like realistically like you can't lose any more weight at this point because you just got so much excess skin which is obviously really really heavy as well right it was really hard and then sort of and then so you know you have all this weight on you like being overweight and then you lose the weight and you've still got weight on you so even chasing yeah. after the children with this skin it was sort of like trying to hold everything down as you're running yeah because otherwise everything flies everywhere still and so then it was just sort of and clothes still weren't fitting nicely and I just even though I looked better yeah. and I felt healthier, I still wasn't comfortable yeah. within my skin. You Did know? you face any kind of pushback when you were doing the um, the bypass from people like in your family or anything? I didn't tell anyone, to be honest. Oh, okay. I kept that super duper secret. Yeah. Um, the only people that knew the day that I was going in was my husband and my children. Yeah, right. Um, my sister came over to pick up the kids to take them to school and she noticed that my car was missing. My parents had actually gone on a cruise because I knew oh, if I told my mum, she would stress. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I figured I can't have her in the middle of the ocean stressing about what was going on back here. So she was best, best left in the dark. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so my sister came over, noticed my car was missing and started quizzing the children on what was happening. 
Um, Classic. They're weak. Yeah. They'll always break. <laughs> <laughs> well, they didn't actually. And oh, so nice. then they were like, oh, you know, mum's uh, – I can't even remember what they said to her. But anyway, she started to sort of like, oh, okay. Anyway, yeah, so didn't tell anyone. Um, ended up telling mum, I think, maybe about a month or so after I'd had it done. Oh, okay. And then – Eventually, we just start. I just started telling people as time more time passed, and then my mum went and had it done, and oh. she told the world. So then everyone put two and two together. Those that didn't know that I'd had it, sort yeah, of figured right. out through mum's journey yeah, gotcha. that that's what I'd done too. So yeah. yeah. Oh, that's good. Like, you know, at least there's that support. It was more that you were worried about telling her because you didn't want anyone to worry, you know? Yeah, that too. And look, and I went through it with my son as well. So mm-hmm. my son was very overweight too, um, and he's obviously young and he was very young to have it done as well and he started off with the sleeve so we sort of him and I went through that journey together he had his a month after me oh okay um and so yeah so him and I just sort of went together and and did everything so I had that support from him until I told opened up and told everybody what was happening yeah um and then yeah everyone was just really supportive around me so yeah, that's great yeah how long um between when you kind of had lost that 60 or how long did it take to lose 60 kilos I'm gonna say the best part of 12 months oh okay yeah it was um it was pretty quick but it still felt like forever like it was um yeah because like I said like I sort of I lost a lot and then I sort of stagnated for a while and then I'd lose a lot again and so it was just sort of you know in these bursts of of weight loss so like a lot of people didn't know because I didn't get to that I didn't like I think a lot of people think that you know if you have bypass and or sleeve and that that you look sick afterwards and so and a lot of people still saw me as a healthy looking person that was just losing weight but Mm -hmm. then a few people did ask if I was sick and was losing weight because I was ill oh of course (laughs) yeah she got it before you're like congratulations you're like oh god going through something yeah okay so um but yeah no otherwise yeah what about your son did he kind of did it was it the same process for him or no he struggled he struggled to lose his weight he had the sleeve to start off with and then mm. he developed reflux oh okay so um surgeon because he was so young he was uh 18 when he had it done mm-hmm. um surgeon didn't want him to you know continue with reflux because it's not good yeah um so he ended up converting him to bypass oh, okay. um after a going to say maybe a good 12 months and then mm-hmm. he converted to bypass and then yeah he lost heaps of weight after that too oh, that's okay. where he really got kick-started on his journey yeah as well lost did he need to have skin removed or because yeah, of, yeah okay yeah, he had his skin removed through re as well oh wow there you yeah, go yeah. god didn't do my research but <laughs> <laughs> no 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 he um yeah no definitely he had um yeah lower body lift and um, chest reduction and got yeah, rid of right. a lot of his skin. He looks amazing. Yeah. God. How old is he now? He's 22. Oh, okay. Mm, he's living so his best funny. life now. Yeah, yeah, right. Okay, so you came to us. So what surgeries did you start with? With, with three, Ruby. yeah. yeah. Um, my first surgery was a lower body lift and breast reduction. Okay, yeah. Um, so, yeah, lots of skin with that. So I'm pretty sure like in my – Body lift. I think Richard moved about eight kilos worth of skin. Isn't that insane? Insane. Wow. I was just shocked. And I remember waking up and just sort of, not that you can see a lot when you're looking down, like when you, you, mm. you know, you're still coming to and that, but just 
it was just, yeah, foreign to me, like this yeah. body, like, and then with the muscle repair and that sort of stuff too, like very hunched over and yeah, yeah it was just crazy, crazy. Because when you think even like with a breast reduction, it's like maybe like, I don't know, 400 grams doesn't sound like that much, but like that can turn somebody from like a double H to a B mm-hmm. to think that that's what 400 grams is doing, that eight kilos mm-hmm. insanity so you were gone from like 90 to 82 without even yeah, yeah just without, waking up yeah exactly exactly wow. yep. and what was the kind of recovery process from that one that was rough yeah right so my first one was really rough mm-hmm. that's where I developed some complications um I was worried about my own health mm-hmm. um I come from a nursing background um so I, I knew I have, you know, an idea of what's going on. I don't know about plastics and that sort of stuff. So Mm -hmm. the unknown was scary as well. Um, So it was just a matter of trying to wrap my head around what was happening with my body, even though it was so foreign. Um, And then thinking worst case scenario, those, you know, thoughts that do creep into your mind, you know, in the quiet of the night when you're, you know, recovering in that, it's really, it can be really tough and it's yeah, really, course. you know, it really plays with your mind. So it's hard as well when you have like so many people dependent on you as well, right? Like that, all the stakes are just yeah. so much higher. It is, it is. Look, and I'm not going to lie. I went to my mum straight after surgery and stayed mm-hmm. there for four weeks yeah. <laughs> and recovered <laughs> there while the kids stayed at home with dad, with their yeah. dad. Um, but yeah, like definitely when you and I remember going to sleep and saying, you know, I've got five kids, you know, if, if things look bad, you know, just sew me back up and leave it all there. It's fine. I can't yeah. leave them. So, um, yeah, so just, yeah, it was it was tough. I'm not going to lie. It was tough, the recovery. And when did it, like during that time, were you kind of like, why have I done this? Um, look, I think after the first week um, I developed – some sort of like a skin trauma on the front of my stomach. Um, It was like, it wasn't, it didn't split open or anything like that, but it was a wound that needed to be dressed um, every few days. I had to come into the clinic. And then I developed two seromas, one on either side of my abdomen. So they had to be aspirated every other day as well. So it was a lot of in and out of the clinic um, and, I don't know that I ever regretted my decision. It was just I was just really anxious and scared about would I ever get better? Yeah. Like would these things ever go away? Because it felt like these seromas were just constantly filling up. No matter how much we took out, they were just filling back up. And, you know, the, the drains were still – I still had drains in. But, yeah, it was it was just – pretty pretty rough there for a while and you know it took a while to sort of get things sorted like I ended up having to have steroids injected into the seromas to try and dry them up and yeah yeah. when did it start to kind of like ease off and get I think (laughs) (laughs) I think by about week I'm gonna say week four okay I think I started to turn a corner yeah um I still wasn't I still wasn't back to to me do you know what I mean like I was able to go home though and be able to tend to the house and that sort of stuff but um I didn't return to work for three months afterwards um I really I had to take some time because I had to get myself right and my body because I felt like my body was still healing and I just didn't 
feel right with certain things and yeah, yeah so I just had to make sure I took that extra time because I know a lot of people you know oh, you know back to desk job you know within a couple of weeks or you know back yeah. to back to work within six weeks and that's not always the case yeah do you have quite a physical job or um I do now yeah. like when I was nursing because I haven't nursed for about eight years so mm. but then after my um third child uh, that's when I stopped nursing and then probably two years ago I just wanted something where I just switched on and switched off. Yeah. And didn't, so I work at Woolworths. Yeah. Picking and that sort of stuff, online shopping for customers. So yeah, right. um, it is physically demanding. So I wasn't yeah. prepared to go back and do that because it was – yeah, it was just too hard and my body wasn't wasn't up to it. So, yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah. Okay, so you obviously did get better because you came back for more oh, surgery. Yes, <laughs> yes. I already had the second one booked in before I finished the first. <laughs> At any time during that, were you like, I can't go yes, through this again? Yes, yes, yes. I'm not going to lie. Yes, yeah. I did think, what have I done? Yeah. Like I, and I did... I did sort of think, oh, my God, how can I back out of this next one? Yeah. Yeah. So after you had – so you, the next one you'd booked in upper back lift and brachioplasty. Mm-hmm. How long after your first surgery was that one? Oh, that was, I'm going to say, six months. Oh, okay. Oh, wow. Mm, wow six wow, months. Wow. Yeah, so they were pretty back-to-back. Oh, oh literally. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So you just gone – so, like, so you went back to work after three months and then three months later yeah. I had surgery again. Yeah. How did the upper back lift and brachioplasty compare? I – it was more painful. Yeah. I think the back lift was way more painful, but I bounced back quicker. Okay. Yeah. Um, arms didn't really have a problem. I just remember, like, my arms sort of – my right arm, I felt like a nerve pinching for a while. It just felt like it needed to pop, you know, where you got to pull yeah. your arm out and it got to pop it. Um. That was really uncomfortable in the first few days until mm. I ended up sneezing <laughs> and then it just it po- it felt like it popped and released some nerve and then I was fine after that. You heard it, it was first, everybody. Yeah, and she's just staring the sun. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, people often say that the upper back lift is a lot more painful, yeah. just like tighter. And it felt like really bad sunburn. Right. Um, it was just burnt. It stung. Yeah. It was just really – it was more painful, whereas I think with the with the lower body lift, it's more that swell – that, you know, really uncomfortable with me, the seromas, that full feeling. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, definitely bounced back quicker from mm-hmm. the back lift, but it was more painful. How long were you kind of knocked out for that one? Oh, I reckon I was back at work, I'm going to say four weeks, three weeks. Oh, see, that's weeks. very – especially yeah. when you're doing, like, such physical mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. Nice. I forced no, – I don't know, I didn't even force myself, to be fair. I definitely um, – I just felt better. Yeah. Like I felt like I could go back. I didn't go back to full. Like I still made um, other people lift the heavier things for me. Yeah. But definitely I, you know, was able to get back and, and moving around and doing more things. I didn't want to get caught up, I think, in a cycle. Like I think I may have in the first time where you're just sort of worried about, you know, every little ache and pain and what can this mean and what can that mean. And, you know, maybe at different times during that journey with my first surgery that's, you know, it could have been what happened. And so yeah. I didn't want to fall into that trap again. So it's yeah. hard when you're like, when you build it so much up in your head as well, even just like think like, which is why we kind of get people showering from the first day and like up and walking. I mean, there's obviously a lot of health benefits, which, you know, yeah. but like, again, that's a big mental thing. Cause then if it's like the shower becomes this, like a big thing that you have to do, like every day you don't do it. It's mm. like scarier and scarier and scarier. Yeah. yeah. 
Nice. So then after that, you came to us for a breast augmentation. Yes. How much later was that one? Ah, mm. I think that was about 12 months after okay, that yeah. one because my breast, so I think I started before my lower body lift, I was a double D. Mm-hmm. No, I was an E, sorry. Um, and then I went down right down to an AB. And yeah. I thought that I would be happy with that. But then as time went on and my body changed and, you know, I was looking really fit yeah. and tight everywhere, my boobs were just non-existent. And yeah, I yeah. sort of felt like I'd lost that feminine side to me and that, that not appeal, but just that, I just, yeah, I didn't feel as feminine. Yeah. So, um I decided that I needed to get some boobs. So I think that's fair. That's the best present for yeah. your body. You're yeah. Like, okay. But I didn't want right. to go too big either. Yeah. So, you know, like I just wanted these per- – just just a, the nice full C cup was what yeah. I told Richard. Um, and, yeah, that's what I got. Yeah, nice. <laughs> yeah. Um, how was the recovery for that one? No problem. Yeah. Yeah, right. no problem. Bounce back really yeah. quick with that one too. I think I was back at work, yeah, within – a month to six weeks. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't wasn't hard. Was not hard at all. It was probably yeah. one of my easiest ones, I reckon. Yeah, you're like, I'll do that yeah, time and yeah. time again. Yeah, exactly. Right well, I probably would actually. <laughs> I've thought about it a few times. Like, oh, yeah. Maybe I could have gone a bit bigger, but yeah, you know. Yeah. Always away. Yeah. Um, how, what about your son? How was his kind of recovery with the first one? He developed – he was – he de- – he recovered well, but he mm-hmm. did um, have a complication post-op as well. He developed a hematoma in his chest. Oh, okay. Um, so he had to have that aspirated a couple of times. And so, yeah, then at home, like, it would just bleed. Ooh. And so we were running around, like, putting combine on it and, and yeah. trying to, to stem the flow of blood. But it was all good and he was fine. And yeah. I think given what I'd gone through, it was sort of nice to focus on him and something yeah, happening with somebody yeah. else and – um, but yeah, no, and look, and he was really chilled with it all too. Yeah, um, but yeah, no, he he bounced back fine, and yeah, he's he's doing really well. Yeah, he's doing really good. well. Yeah, your husband's like, what's happening? When did I become a nurse? <laughs> <laughs> My husband's like, I want nothing to do with any of this. This is used to because he fight um, faints at the side of a needle. Like oh, my right, husband's right, right. super weak. That's why I had to go to my mum's afterwards because yeah. he's just like, I cannot look after you. No, no, no. Just gagging while he's trying to put the bandages on. Yeah, like, oh. yeah, no, nah, he couldn't. Or even taking my tapes off sometimes. I yeah. would say to him, you know, can you take my? No, oh, no, find someone else. So I'd have to get the kids sometimes to help me. You're like I gave birth to you, so you can't say yeah, no. no. Exactly, exactly. So I've got the eight-year-old pulling off tapes. Yeah, yeah, good. Get him trained young. Yeah. Yeah, I mean. Um. So I mean, I think we can't really brush over the fact you have five kids. That is a lot. Did. When you were kind of making your choice, because I do think mum guilt is something that we talk about with all our patients. And I mean, you don't have to have five, you could have one. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's that needing to like, or not even, you know, it's putting yourself first, like the amount of strength that takes because for so long or just like even if it hasn't been that long, but you're like, this person means so much to me. And again, like if there's complications, like you're saying like, so me back up, like I can't leave these people. How... How was that kind of struggle for you throughout the process? Look, I struggled so far as I'm going to be completely honest. I didn't really care. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was doing this for me. Yeah, but I did struggle that if something happened to me, that yeah. who would look after my children? Yeah, you know, obviously my husband was there, but you know it was sort of like they wouldn't have their mom. Yeah. Um, 
And it was always when I was going to sleep. Yeah. You know, it was always sort of as you sort of going off. It's like, you know, if something happens, just don't worry about it. Just, you know, just yeah, keep yeah. me alive and I'll be fine. I'll deal with whatever's, you know, the skin or whatever that we're fixing. Yeah. Um, but so far as spending the money and taking some time for myself, no, nah, it yeah, was my good. turn. It was yeah, my turn. Yeah. They get, I do so much and I've done so much for them and I will continue to do so much for them that this is my time yeah. and that it's something that I'm just doing for me so that, you know, I can be a better mum for them and, and, you know, be there. Yeah. And it's such a good them. role model, right? Like that's what, you know, your kids need to see that like you're setting them up early to be like, you need to look after yourself so you can look after others. Yeah, look, and I think some people see it as vanity, like, you know, oh, plastic surgeries and lip fillers and Botox and all that sort of mm-hmm. stuff. But at the same time, like I explained to my girls, everything in moderation and it's yeah. about making you feel good. And if that makes you feel good, then that's what you should do. You know, you, should, you shouldn't listen to anybody else, you know, and, and it's your life and that's what you need to live. And that's the same as what happened with my son. He obviously grew up his entire life as a very overweight young boy and I just wanted him to live the best life that he could live. And, you know, there was so much around him because he was so young, yeah. having the, you know, bypass, you know, because that, that's a lifelong thing you know there's no turning back from that and to make that decision and then the skin removal those sort of things are huge decisions that I'm sure we copped a lot of judgment behind the scenes for but at the end of the day I want him to have to live his best life like to go out to enjoy summer to you know meet people to not have to sit in the corner or hide in his room because he feels uncomfortable and doesn't want to talk to people and that sort of stuff. I just wanted him to experience a life that, you know, he deserves to. So, um, and that's what I say to my girls too, you know, mum's doing this stuff um, and, and, and that's okay because that's my choice and it's my body. And if you want to do that, then that's going to be your choice and your body as well. Yeah. You know, I'll have my opinion and I will express it. Yeah, if yeah. I think you don't worry about that. <laughs> but um, you don't listen to anybody else. You yeah. just listen to me. Yeah, yeah, as you should. Yeah, no, I do think, and because a lot of the time, even like with plastics, oh, well, you can do plastic surgery, like if, you know, you were in a fire or like if you have like some hand issues, but like otherwise it's not good. And it's like, well, what are we supposed to do? There's like all these like expectations on women, on how they look, on how they present, on men as well. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, so you have to meet all those expectations, but you can't use anything to meet those expectations. You're only allowed to have plastic surgery if you've been horribly disfigured. Like yeah. it's so hard. It's like you're all the expectations are so contradictory. Yeah. It's like you can't, you can only do it for you because they'll judge you yeah. either way. Exactly, exactly. Look, people will find a fault no matter what yeah, you try yeah. and do to yourself. You know, everyone has an opinion on something. So... You know, I just now, whatever, like, I don't, I'm happy, yeah. you know, my kids are happy, my family's happy, you know, yeah. no one goes without anything. So, yeah, there's. What's been the biggest impact or like change in your life kind of post or like, it's obviously been a very long process, um, post all the surgeries, what's been the biggest change? I think my confidence. Yeah. Yeah, my confidence, just getting out there and enjoying my life now. Whereas before I sort of took a back seat, I didn't want to be in photos. You know, now I'm like the first one at the front of the photo, you know. So and that was never me. And and that's what I notice now more is that, you know, 
I let's get a photo, you know, kids, let's get a photo. Whereas before, like I was always behind the camera taking the photo of them with with my husband and, yeah. you know, and those family photos. Whereas now I just did a Mother's Day shoot with my kids oh, and it was beautiful and like yeah. they're the best photos ever and they're photos that I'm going to cherish forever. Yeah. Um, and I would never, like the last photo shoot that I did with them, it was just all about the kids. Yeah. Um, and now it's all about me. Yeah. And, you know, and, and so they're the things that I've noticed, you know, is that I'm more present in the family activities. Um, I want to go out and do things, you know. Let's go, you know, to the park. Let's go, you know, explore and do all these sort of things because, you know, previously I probably didn't want to expose myself or be out and – you know, because I would get tired and, and that sort of stuff. So yeah. besides that confidence, what about like, has there been any kind of mental shift versus like before and after? Look, I think sometimes you get, I don't remember my before. Yeah, like right. sometimes I look at what I look like before and I think, wow, like who is that person? I look yeah. and people that know me now or have just met me now don't believe that that was me before. Yeah. Um. I've I think with the COVID and all that sort of stuff I've struggled more with my mental health and I don't know that that's related to anything that's you know changed within my body um but yeah I sort of I take more time to focus on um making sure my mental health is is good at the moment because yeah it can be it can fluctuate particularly when you sort of you don't recognize yourself sometimes and then you're dealing with the stresses of life and what's going on and yeah, things things can change so quickly. So, yeah. Yeah, definitely. It is such a huge difference. And that's even from just when you came to us, right? Like mm. that's not even before. Yeah, look, and I cuz my husband and I went to Vietnam at the start of this year. Oh no, sorry. In August. Mm-hmm. Um and I wore a bikini for the first time in my entire life. I reckon oh, since wow. I was 3 and mum put me in one, you yeah. know, at the local pool. But, um, yeah, never in my entire adult, adolescent life have I ever worn a bikini. That was a massive milestone for me. And, like, just – and I had the confidence to walk around. I did not care. I didn't need to care. Like, I just looked amazing anyway. Yeah. but I suppose with that comes – sometimes with all the surgery comes that chase for perfection. Yeah. So then you find something else. So, you know, now I look at my legs and yeah. go, oh. And people come in here all the time and they're like, if I sit like this and I put my arm up like this, do you see that roll? And it's like, okay, but when are you doing that? Yes. <laughs> you, don't have to, yes. you don't have to like put your body into weird shapes. And it is – it's like a very big issue that – and like I think something we kind of pride ourselves on like – stopping people and like saying no when they need to hear no because it is like it's very like addictive and then you can get into that kind of spiral which Mm -hmm. is tough it is it is and look and I've looked at my legs I've had you know I've come in for a consult on my legs you know Mm -hmm. it's something that is definitely maybe like it's there I can do it if I want but it's something that I just sort of think too and if I do that what you know Will it make me happier? I don't yeah. think so. Yeah. You know, it might make me wear like a shorter skirt or whatever, but will it yeah. make me happier? Mm. So it's one of those things that I'm still sitting on yeah. and taking time to think. And I think sometimes you can rush into things and go, yep, this is what I want. And then sometimes it's not a great choice. Yeah. So that's what I'm learning, I think, through this as well, is that, you know, just taking the time, analysing everything, figuring out, you know, what, what you need and what you want are two totally different things. Yes. So, yeah. Yeah. And that doesn't – it's 
not um, having them done isn't going to impact my health really in any way. It's more for vanity. So yeah. yeah. So if I have my legs done, don't yeah, vanity's <laughs> <laughs> still fine. Um, do you have any advice for anybody who's con- considering plastics, nervous about plastics? Um, I think my only advice would be just trust your instincts. I think you know, like you need to go with your gut, and if something doesn't feel right, then definitely speak up and um, and and follow through on what you think's wrong but then at the same time you just sort of need to take a break and analyze everything and figure out you know um, sometimes it can be so overwhelming with everything that we go through that we can focus on the little things and really it's not that big so um, I think yeah just listen to your body but also yeah just take a minute to digest everything that's happened because it is such a huge change that you've made um, and things don't always go to plan and just because we see a million people on the forum, you know, who have bounced back in a week and have these things, it's not the case. And more often than not, it's the ones that are not posting that are doing it tough. Yeah, definitely. Um, everyone's quick to post the good stuff but not quick to post the bad. So just remember that. I think that's probably my biggest piece of advice is that yeah. you're seeing a lot of good and there is and can be a lot of bad and that's no fault of the that you know can be no fault of the surgeon or anything like that sometimes it's just the way your body reacts to the surgery or the way you're healing or and and stuff that goes along with that it could have been anybody if you liked this episode of keeping it real please like and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and while you're there why don't you have a flick through our past episodes We'd love to hear your requests for future topics. So send your suggestions through to us on IG at Replastic Surgery. That's all for today, and we'll catch you next time for another peek into the world of plastic surgery.